Thanks for joining us in the wrestling room for our next discussion, which is on prayer. Uh, we're going to break this one down into two podcast episodes due to the length of the discussion. Uh, before we get into that, I just want to give a quick shout out uh, to those of you who are supporting us on Patreon.com. Um, in, in exchange for that, we're giving you some bonus material, but just appreciate your support on that. I want to thank those of you who've been listening to us and who've been engaging in the conversation on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, that's been fantastic to get your feedback and to uh, get your thoughts as we look to continue to grow and build this community of people who are wrestling uh, with some of the big questions of life. I also want to take this time to thank our sponsors, uh, which include Common Ground, a United Methodist community, also includes other podcasts that we do, uh, which the Pete and Steve show, which is also a radio show called The Sunday Show with Pete and Steve. And there, uh, Pete Trulene and myself, Steve Fredland, dig into even more questions and talk about how faith and spirituality and culture intersect. You can listen to that show Sunday mornings at 8.30 in the morning at 95.5 FM or through kbek.com, or we do release it as a podcast, uh, the Pete and Steve podcast, um, on Tuesdays. So you're welcome to join in for that. Also, Give It to the Sherpa is another podcast that Pete Trulene does with his girlfriend Leanne about relationships. And so check that out as well. So let's get into the discussion. Well, welcome to the uh, to the wrestling room. Uh, to start things off, we just wanted to go around and put some names to the voices. Uh, so this voice is Steve. Steve F. <laughs> you don't have to say your initial, just I'm Steve F. You could be Steve O if you want. Oh, I will go with Esteban. Oh. Esteban. Oh. So I didn't need the F then. All right, I'm Steve. There's Esteban. I'm Shannon. I'm Greta. I'm Tracy. I'm Pete. I'm Stacy. And I'm Andrew. So some of you are apparently good enough to be able to just, that's enough for you to now know who's talking at all times, but um, I still don't know everybody's voice. But anyway, so today we're going to talk about prayer. Uh, what is it? What happens when we pray? Who do we pray to? All of these different sort of questions as part of you know, my narcissistic journey on who and what is God as I've engaged other people that I, that I trust um, to, to give insight. But as we continue that, like, what does communication with the divine or what does prayer even look like? So I'm just going to open it up for any of you guys. What are your initial thoughts on prayer? Well, and I guess I would just sort of preface everything I say by, uh, you know, I think it's, you can come up with the Sunday school answer, you know, or quote some Bible verses, which I think is, is good and helpful. But, you know, I've been, I'm a human being, and so I struggle with, with things. And I'm not always sure, you know, I read in, in the Bible um, something that is probably true, but I'm not necessarily there yet. Does that make sense? So, tr you know, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You know, we should do that, but that doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm able to do that, right? It, it's, it's, it's a journey. And so, mm -hmm. you know, so when, as I'm talking about prayer, um, you know, I think I go through different seasons of up and down of, oh yeah, prayer is awesome. I love it. It works great. And then I'm in a different season where it's like, I don't know, but what about this? You know, I prayed about that. It didn't work. And so <clears throat> I, I think, you know, for me, there's, there's different seasons and different, 
you know, I, I kind of go up and up and down with with my thoughts on some of this. So I guess what I'll what I'll say today is kind of where I'm at today, but that could change next week. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah. So. so where are you at today? What what season are you in? Oh boy, somebody else go first. <laughs> All right, we'll give you we'll give you a break. <laughs> He just wanted his caveat out there yeah. to start with. For any of those of you listening that are worried about me. It might change. I go through seasons. Yeah. I'm human. Don't hold into anything. Yeah, right. As opposed to the rest of us. We're not, we're actually robots. <laughs> but no, that's, that's good. Yeah. Other initial thoughts? And now for something interesting. <laughs> yeah, anybody else have anything good? <laughs> Pete and I talk in nauseums. <laughs> So coming from a Christian perspective, I can make sense of God hearing everybody's prayers, right? That I can, I can make that logical leap of a uh, omniscient being being able to uh, hear whatever that means, everybody's prayers. Um, but prayers making God do something or prayers making God change God's mind or the result of prayer being God doing some action in the world is a much harder logical leap for me to make. Um, so that's where the difficulty comes in for me in prayer. Um, so those are my, that's where my mind goes first. Mm-hmm. Those the initial thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. Other, other initial thoughts? Well, I know I feel like I've traveled a gamut on this. I, as a young child, I remember just this intimate time of praying to God a lot. Like I remember explaining it to friends, like he's he's on my shoulder, and I would have these conversations. And that's that kind of like you were talking about it with that piece of hearing. Felt like he heard me. And then there's these intimate times. And then I remember other times in my life where I've gone to really wrestling with the fact that. Am I trying to change God's mind about this thing that I, mm-hmm. everything I know about God and I've experienced, he wants this whatever to happen, whether it's a healing or whatever it would be. And I just remember getting to a point where I really struggled with, am I trying to change his mind? Am I arguing with him? Or is he just waiting, hanging out for me to pray and then he'll do it? And mm-hmm. then it's like, well, that's not the God smart. that I come to know. <laughs> I'm not smart. Not a very good plan. Wait for me. Yeah, that's yeah. not very smart. No, no, okay. And so it just became kind of a jumbled mess. And I, I remember going through a time where I just, I, I just was done. I just said, I'm done. I'm done praying. And I remember a feeling deep in my heart where God was like, good. You don't need to pray. Back off on this. You don't, don't do this out of you shoulds or that type of thing. That was this feeling I had inside. And so I had a really complete peace of over a year of just really never praying for things. I always had that internal still con- connection with God that a lot of people would still consider prayer. But So I don't know. I've traveled this gamut. And about a year after that, year and a half, I remember waking up one time in the middle of the night just needing to pray just this urge from deep within that I, in the middle of the night, and it, so all of a sudden I'm like, okay, this is back, or but I'm, I'm going to do it, and I didn't know why, I didn't reason it, just did it, and then, like Pete, you said, you go through phases, or what did you call it? Seasons. Seasons, you know, so I don't know, I feel like I've traveled this whole range of things, mm-hmm. so I'm really curious to hear what other people, what journey maybe they've been on with this. I love that you're listening to your gut, though. You know, like you just follow that energy that was pulling you and compelling you to do something. And sometimes I think that 
you know, we we ignore that or we don't listen to it or we don't feel we don't pay attention to that tug, and uh, that's what I try to let guide me all the time. And if it's not right in my gut, then I'm not going to do it. You know, and I think following your gut for that year was really well. I mean, you just you just did, um, but you know, I think. Prayer is a difficult thing to define because what some pers- some people would consider prayer, others would not. So mm-hmm. whether it be a silent moment of just in- introspection and self-reflection, mm-hmm. for some would be, you know, called meditation, or pr- other people wouldn't call that yep. any connection, any kind of spiritual connection. But to me, I don't know. That's that's kind of that sense where I think you almost have to stop, pause, go within. And within, you're going to find that sense of godliness, that sense of spirituality, and that sense of connection to the rest of that, the energy field, you know. And so when we talk about changing God's mind, I don't think of God having a mind. I don't think of that, the universe having a mind. It has a flow, and it has a, it has an, there's, there's just forces that are pushed and pulled, and I think that we influence those forces by, consciously choosing to think different thoughts and to say them out loud and by our actions and so you know prayer isn't stagnant it's not necessarily solo to me it's collective it's it's everyone around the same table and if we if we focused our energies you know i think we can change trajectories and we can pull like to like um, but it's dependent upon what we choose to focus on individually and as a group. So that was a lot of <laughs> that was a lot of stuff. Sorry. <laughs> Any other initial thoughts? I'm torn because I agree with like Andrew, the logic of turning God's hand or changing his mind seems out there but a part of me wants to be able to do that I, because I feel like then if I'm not doing that what effect is it having I don't really like the idea that it's only changing me I don't want to just be changed if I'm praying for Syria I don't want to just be changed and now I'm okay with it mm-hmm. or whatever would make that okay without it actually changing so I'm just torn because I want something I don't believe in, but I want it to be true. But I don't want him to be able to be, I don't want to be able to change God's mind. Because seriously, he doesn't already want that. Right, right. Oh, yeah, that's a but good idea. But then I just feel like it's... I don't know, though. I don't, I just have it in me. I want to be able to get results somehow. Sure. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, the, the logical piece that you added there was, you know, do we really want to be able to change God's mind? Like, is he the kind of God that doesn't, isn't already in the process of helping somebody? And we're going to say, hey, you should, you should help them. Hmm. Got it. Let's go. I don't know. But then there's the biblical accounts, you know, and, and that's part of it is, you know, how, how literal are the biblical accounts where they change God's mind? You know, well, if only 10 are faithful, if only 5 are faithful, or, you know, here's the Daniel stuff where the angels are fighting and whatever, and, you know, all of these sorts of things where is that truth, you know, or is that an interpretation at that time? Did God change at some point? Yeah, what, 
because there are a lot of biblical accounts that seem to imply that we can somehow influence God's behavior, which leads me back to the initial question that we had in one of the other wrestling rooms is how much is God involved in our day-to-day world? Mm-hmm. You know, does God interrupt things? Does God come in and cause, well, hopefully not bad things. We talked about that, but does God come in and even cause good things? Are there miracles? Is that God intervening? Because if I don't believe that God even intervenes on a regular basis, then what does my prayer do to move him if he's not even intervening? So, yeah, same same types of questions. Or is prayer just like getting together and lamenting about it together? Mm-hmm. I'm sad. God's sad. And somehow I don't know how that's very powerful. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny consoling. Because I'm in a place kind of like Shannon, a little bit where the the connection piece of you know connecting with the divine, maybe not causing the action, but just there's there's something that happens in connecting where yes I'm changed, but somehow my heart has changed, and hopefully that spills over. But sometimes it doesn't feel like enough. We're gonna say something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there's the collectivity of prayer, and. I used to be in a place where I think um, there was the sense of it was very personal, right? We closed our eyes and we bowed our heads. That was the definition of prayer. Mm -hmm. And I don't know necessarily how then I can say this is prayer now, right? So it's a very elusive term, especially in the context of my workplace, which is very Catholic and it isn't like how I have experienced it in the past. Um, So it does become much more, I think, as Shannon said, uh, uh, I view it now as a collective force moving thing. And those other things that I do are meditations, um, it, it, and, and it's a psychological game of God and I. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I don't want to flatter myself. What do you mean by that? That, that, I, that I have a connection. Mm-hmm. Right. That I can... Influence. Influence, you know, change something other than, than my own self-awareness hmm. or direction or... Um, but yeah, I, I, especially just what is the definition of, I think that has changed a lot for me, um, mm-hmm. as an, an adult, mm-hmm. much more so than the past. And I, I think, uh, you know, it's helpful for me, for me to think about prayer and meditation as, um, you know, prayer is talking to God and meditation is listening to God, you know, but as you brought up the topic of prayer, I sort of lumped those together and, and said mm-hmm. prayer means both the talking piece and the listening piece. So, um, but I kind of have gone through, you know, like I said at the beginning, seasons. And so when I was young, uh, I prayed for all sorts of things. I prayed that I could, for a brand new bike, and I prayed that I could beat up my older brother, you know, <laughs> and I didn't get those things. <laughs> Good if, you know, <laughs> treating God like a vending machine. Um, and then when I got a little older, they said, no, 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 you can't, you have to pray for the things that God wants. And so you have to pray mm-hmm. for, you know, try to figure out, think what God wants and then pray for those things. 
Well, that was extremely unsatisfying. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want a new bike. Okay, I'm not concerned about... And of course, God doesn't want you to have yeah. a new bike. Right. <laughs> God doesn't want you to prosper in that way, young Peter. Yeah. And then, so, but then they said, oh no, prayer is just, it changes you. Kind of like Tracy was saying. You, we, you pray... And you have no idea if it's going to get answered yes or no or... Or wait. Or wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it changes you and gets you aligned with God's mm-hmm. will. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that that kind of makes sense. And, uh, but then, but there's, you know, I kind of ran into problems with that one, too. You know, just internal resistance to it, I guess. And, and then I moved into a spot where I just would pray. And... And I, I don't, and I didn't know what it does, if it helps, if it changes me, if it changes God, if it changes the situation somehow. Um, you know, I just trust God, and He says to pray, and so I guess I'll pray. So you weren't praying because you felt like praying. You're praying because you you should you should pray. I yeah, more than, more than, a yeah. little of both, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it probably did some good. Mm -hmm. Um, and I wanted to um, but also not quite sure about all the details Mm -hmm. yeah and my background includes you know times of just really intense prayer you know you're part of a charismatic church and that sort of thing and I loved it and you know we were so bold as we'd be telling God what to do it wasn't even you know it wasn't even like you know would you please it was right I mean it it was God here's here's basically here's what you're going to do and some people were even to the point where they were telling the devil what they were going to do you know so we're ultimately praying to the devil like what is happening Um, but you know there's that sort of and it was wonderful and it was beautiful the sense of you know you kind of walk around with your chest out like you know, yep. man, we are we are in this thing, and we are connected with God, and we are helping yep. move this world in the direction that it should go, whatever that looks like. And so, there's some great, you know, personal moments that came from that, too. You know, so you know, I look back and go, okay, was that because I'm not in that place right now? Even though I believe prayer is a thing, and I think it's a good thing, and whatever. But like, okay, was that time? You know, was it a season or what? What do you do with those things as we personally, you talk about the Stacey a lot, like as we personally change and <clears throat> have new ideas and new experiences and meet new people and we change our spirituality in a sense or at least our practices, does that make them bad before and good now or good before and bad now? Or is that okay? To, or, you know, are both of those right answers that before I prayed all the time and now I rarely pray? <laughs> is, is that okay? You know, what... And so that's where these questions sort of come out because it feels like to me as I'm moving away from the sense that Christianity and spirituality is a checklist, as I'm moving away from, yes, prayer is either, you know, it's either this or it's this, it leaves me with sort of these, this empty set of, well, what is it then? Because I want prayer to be something more than a, a checklist of something I should do. So what is it? You know, what I can think about what it was for me before and I hear all these other experiences, but what is it? For me today. What do you want it to be? I got to figure out who God is. Let's start there. But no, I mean, <laughs> I got bigger. I got bigger fish to fry. But no, I think what I want it to be is this this connection with the divine and this connection with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and prayer specifically has been focused on with the divine, mm-hmm. with God. But I think through that, there's somehow this connection with other people too. But so that's really what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, like Tracy, I mean, it'd be great if we could somehow influence God to do things that he wasn't planning on doing but that's also very 
disruptive to me in my faith walk too. So it's just this connection point. And I think where I'm at, it's not so much, you know, asking God for things and hearing from him what I'm, what I should do. It's just somehow allowing what I call the, you know, or my God DNA or my imprint of God or whatever it is to connect with the source of creation mm-hmm. in some cool, <laughs> impactful way and probably impactful to me more than the world. Mm-hmm. But that seems unsatisfactory too when you grow up with year after year of, you know, the prayers of the righteous avail much and all of these different sorts of things where you like a prayer of righteous is powerful and effective or whatever. <laughs> got a pastor here, so I got to be careful. Like I'm misquoting scripture left and right. <laughs> He's like, oh, what are you saying? I've got the whole thing memorized. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just have Leviticus. Yeah. <laughs> but so that, I guess that's a good question, what I want it to be. But for me, I'd, I feel like whatever my experience is like, that's, it's the question I want to answer, but it's like, ooh, I shouldn't be answering that question. Like, what do I want it to be so I can make God and spirituality into anything I want? Well, I want it to be this, so let's call it that. So it's a, it's a dangerous question for me. Well, and, and maybe a part of, part of the answer to that, or maybe a part of a question that could get us closer is, what should our posture be in prayer? Like, should we... I mean, are we like so insignificant that we kind of meekly walk up to God and, you know, kind of make some requests, you know, and real shy and everything? Or are like, I think somebody had kind of mentioned, so we're, we're like very insignificant compared to God and are barely, barely worthy. Or are we, can we pray powerfully in God's name, mm-hmm. you know, with, with faith and be sort of, you know, not on par with God, but just stand up up tall and really start making some requests mm-hmm. and have faith of a mustard seed, you know? So, I mean, what, what, I mean, to me, that's an important part of the, of what prayer is, is, you know, you know mm-hmm. does, does any of that make sense? Well, yeah, I mean, it's part of my, my experience too, that going from that boldness to this, and, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. And a lot of that will relate on how you view God. Mm-hmm. If, is he an external being that created and now is just looking down? Or is he heavily involved? I think would change your posture as far as how you approach how you approach God. Is God waiting up there as the Almighty to get a certain number of mm-hmm. prayers and then I will bestow on the earth this blessing that I have for them? Or is he counting on us? As participants, is that really him? And he's counting on us. He's not going to actually move. He's actually counting on the power of our prayer, whatever that means, to actually move. He's not actually doing the moving outside of that, but maybe it's either empowering. At one point, I believe it was empowering angels or empowering something in the spiritual realm. Or He's not actually moving. What's moving is actually him in us, and our prayers actually move the spiritual realm, which isn't changing his mind, it's just working with him instead of against him or trying to convince him. Again, how you perceive that is going to change your posture, I think, and how you approach that. What it sounds like you're addressing is a separate view of spirit of, of God and humanity or a unified view. Like I, We talked about this one time, are we all pieces or parts or lights of a larger force? And so I think that, that that points to that. So if you believe that we're all points of light 
in the larger sun that is God, then every single every single piece of or, or, or flame has an impact on the larger whole. So if we decide whatever energy we're going to put back into that into God, it's going to come right back. So we can like we can shape things. We can we can change them. I had an interesting. I was looking this morning and I was looking at on on. Um, of an author that I'd read before, and it was interesting. He says, all energy produces like energy. It has no choice. This is simply the mechanism. This is simply how the doggone machine works. You can't change it. You can only know that and work with it. This is why Jesus said over and over to his disciples, fear not, for I am with you, even unto the end of time. He also said, even before you ask, I will have answered. Um, other masters of faith traditions have offered the same wisdom, each in their own words. That's why my favorite prayer is, thank you, God, for helping me to understand that this problem has already been solved for me. And I think that is key to how we direct our prayers, you know? Thank you that this has already been solved for me. Help me understand that it's already been solved, because if we're putting that in, then we're going to get, I, I just think it's going to become clearer and clearer to us, or you know, whether it be Syria or whatever, thank you for helping me understand that this problem has already been solved. It gives us a direction to go then, like because we know that we can follow and change Syria. We can change, I mean, something that we do today will impact thousands of miles away. I don't know how, but I just feel like that's how things evolve and that's how, that's how prayer works yeah i might be able to buy into that a little bit with the like the collective redemptive arc of society sort of thing Mm -hmm. but i struggle with that like on an individual basis a little bit like if i have a specific issue or whatever Mm -hmm. and i put that out there thank you for solving this problem helping me understand that this problem is already solved okay help me understand that this problem (laughs) no no help me understand that this problem is already solved and it doesn't solve (laughs) Not then, in your, not in the way that maybe you wanted it to be solved. Well, right, but that then you see to me then you're getting all these gymnastics of well, what am I even praying for then? Yeah. Thank you that it's going to turn out however it turns out. Mm-hmm. I mean that's sort of what I, I feel like that's what I'm saying. Then well, thank you God for allowing this to turn out however it's going to turn out naturally <laughs> or because of you and that I can be a part of thanking you for that. I mean I don't, you know that's that's what I feel like. We're saying with that because yeah. I get that from a broad perspective because I believe that we are in this redemptive arc that I believe that everything will be redeemed and restored and somehow whatever that looks like. So I can buy that for Syria even to a large degree, but individual Syrians that are getting killed, right. I, I, that's hard for me to go. Thank you for helping me understand that you solved that problem when that girl in Aleppo was killed. Right. Yeah, that, that's hard for me. I there must be I'm missing I get something. It. Yeah. I get it. Steve, did you have something? Or? Yeah, I was. Um, I think part of this stems not. Well, it, it is a facet of God, but <clears throat> do you do, do I individually believe that a miracle can happen? Can God interrupt? So there is this God? arc, right? That and I, I remember my dad drawing this in his many sermons. Uh, but there is this will. Right and and the direction of the arc that we are headed, and and is there a possibility of a deviation of that? Right, mm-hmm. because if there is, then I'm on my knees. Mm-hmm. 
trying to somehow, I don't know how it works, right? But that is the possibility. But if it's not, mm-hmm. you know, if it's just whatever is going to work out, whether I will be able to beat up my brother or not, right? <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from Dave a little bit about how that went for you. But yeah, I mean, for me, can there be an interruption, a miracle, whatever it is? And then the second step would be, can I influence that? Somehow for me. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I don't know that I know that second question. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, the, the first question is is the most important, um, which stems deeply from how you understand what, what and who God is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I, yeah, if, if there is a possibility of change, um, and I don't, um, I, I do think that change is affected through us. Um, I'm not so fond of angels. Um, but I don't, uh, I don't know how much that occurs. Hebrews, uh, the, the, the 11 where, you know, uh, they died not receiving those things that were promised. And yet they believed. So it's, to me, that's the crux of my, my, my logical, mathematical, cursed brain. And the, Amen, brother. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Preach it. That just refuses to tie into faith. And that's, that's a good point, too. I mean, the discussion so far has been kind of um, the mechanics or kind of clinical, it seems like. But, but what about the perspective that we're in relationship with God. And so, I mean, the way we've been talking, or maybe that I've been interpreting it so far, is it's sort of like a prison, uh, someone in prison. I just watched a movie about this guy in prison. The whole thing takes place in prison. And the way they pass things to the guards is they put it in the box, slide it through, then the guard op- you know, opens up his side, takes it out, and then pushes it back. And it seems like that you know, is how I can treat prayer sometimes. Like, very transactional is what it amounts to, and not much connection or intermingling. But, you know, if we think of it in terms of we're in a relationship with Jesus or God, um, you know, how does that, then what do we think of that? It makes me think of Shannon's question when she said, what do you want prayer to be? I thought, what do I? And I don't know, but I what I want is I want to know what what um, God's expect. Well, I want to know what I can expect from God. I want to know, <laughs> believing He wants the best for me. I want to know what He, how He thinks I should view prayer. I mean, if you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I want yeah. to know People. if he thinks, "Oh, Tracy, here's how we would have the best relationship if you viewed prayer this way." I want to know that way. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how to. He's not telling me, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. Because your goal is ultimately the best relationship with God that you can have. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I guess because I feel like that would mean my best life. Right. Okay. My best relationship with everybody. If I could just view that how God wants me to view it, mm-hmm. I'm just that's the struggle. How what is how does He want me to view it? 
Just ask the pastor. <laughs> okay. Uh, now we now uh, turn to the portion of the show where we get the right answer. <laughs> a reveal. The, the big reveal. Yeah. The part that's been missing in all of our shows. The reveal. Oh boy, that's a lot of pressure. Um, that's making me think about. So the question that that this is making me think about is, if if we think that. Um, we by praying we can't affect change in the world or we can't affect change in god at all right if we think that that's true or if we think that there's a good chance that that's true mm -hmm. is it worth it to pray anyways i think that's one of the for me at least that's the biggest question that i have to answer um, if i think that i'm not changing anything is it still worth it is it still a good thing to do um, usually the answer is yes but not always um, <laughs> And then the other thing that I'm thinking about that hasn't really been brought up is that prayer. So when I think about prayer and, and I guess the request side of prayer, right? So, so asking God that um, my dad's knee surgery goes well. Do I believe that that prayer is going to help the surgeons do a better job? If I'm pressed on that, probably not. Um, but that prayer cultivates in me a sense of dependence that maybe is good. Um, hmm. But I don't know if that's really satisfying. That's not always a satisfying way to look at it for me, but I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at, I guess. So it's not so much a... Yeah, I guess that's the, the, the core of that is, does it influence or not? If it influences, right. great. I'm praying for my dad's knee surgery. Right. If it doesn't, then I'm praying... It sense for myself to have peace about it or sure. trust the results mm -hmm. or sure. something? If nothing else, it's prayer is a, it's a conscious action of me turning towards God. Mm -hmm. um, if nothing else, that influences me. Does it influence the world outside of me? Maybe not. Um, hmm. And thinking about that scripture with this, so the one big prayer that we're given in scripture, the Lord's Prayer, mm -hmm. how much of that the only clause in that that would affect the outside world is give us this day our daily bread, right? Hmm. Other than that, it's requests for God to change me or requests for, um, so hallowed be thy name, you know, um, hmm. lead me not to temptation. It's more internal. internal. It's more about me, yeah. Hmm. And even the give me this day my daily bread, that's a sense of dependence, right? That's a, that's me stating somehow I can't get my daily bread by yeah. myself. I can't do it all by myself. Drop some crumbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Bring all the manna. Hmm. I don't know. But, Tracy, at the end of the day, all of that that I just said is not super satisfying. Always. <laughs> I just like the idea of prayers just turning toward God. Just yeah. simply that. I like that definition. Not that you meant it as a definition, but well, that's, <laughs> I might write it down as one. For me, that's probably the most helpful way for me to think about prayer. Because it, it's, then it's not always a verbal talking to God, or it's mm -hmm. not always a mental talking to God. It's whatever in my life is me turning towards God or turning towards the divine. Mm -hmm. yeah. One thing I just wanted to bring this up, because you were talking about you know, what good is prayer, whatever in these situations. And I know a number of us listen to Science Mike, 
and I'll be the first to jump in before Greta <laughs> quotes him. <laughs> I was thinking about but, but he has a set of axioms. I don't know if you're all familiar with, with him or whatever. And But he, um, you guys can explain it better than me, but it sounds like he was trying to understand, like, okay, these different elements of spirituality, like prayer. Okay, what is it at minimum? And so he would come up with this axiom and put it out on websites and, you know, atheists and theists, and everybody would sort of opine on it. And eventually he sort of, sounds like he, he kind of whittled these down to... What he had to, here's what he had to say about prayer. Uh, prayer is at least a form of meditation that encourages the development of healthy brain tissue, lowers stress, and can connect us to God. So prayer is at least that. But then he goes on to say, even if that is a comprehensive definition of prayer, the health and psychological benefits of prayer justify the discipline. So he was trying to get like the, even at the minimum, you know, here's the value in mm-hmm. prayer, even if that's all it is. How does um, he get the healthy tissue part? What's that? Science. How does he get to the healthy tissue part? Science. Seriously. The action of prayer in the brain mm-hmm. it engages and, and lights up different parts of the brain. And in that sense, it will go to parts of the brain that will be healthy and healthful, that it will grow good things within the brain. That that's then becoming the pathways in the neurological, and so I think that's where he's going with that. And he says, um, in regard to that, especially if you're praying to a God you believe to be good, yes, not like a judgmental mm-hmm. God, but if you're praying to a God you believe to be good, it like yeah. it it. I get the emotional part of that. It, but it helps your amygdala. It, you use your amygdala less, and your your, your amygdala your gets hijacked. Are, less. Yeah, I would better even, than I if would, I think good thoughts about Steve. Yeah, that might be the same. I don't know. You pray to a good guy. (laughs) Even praying to a milk jug, I mean, I don't know if it would make a difference. If it's a good milk jug. Anything you believed to be good (laughs) that you were praying to is helping your brain be healthier. Which creates positive hormones which flow through your body and create positive... Energy. It seems science when he said it. He, Maybe not when we're saying it. He but backs it, it all up, but who knows? But he has a world of science people that he had a couple science he, people. He works with he's them, a science so, people. No. What's that? No, it's, I, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I didn't mean to drag us off, but just sort of that idea of even if this is what it is, and I tend to be right now more of the yeah the connection to God piece as I'm exploring what is God and how do I relate to God and you know we, we use the word him a lot in our conversation I hear it all the time but yeah. you know just because of our backgrounds and so those of you listening that are saying why do you keep calling God a him well for a lot of us that is sort of our our background is Abba Father God on his throne whatever and um, English and, doesn't have a good neutral yeah. pronoun so I'm trying I'm actually like <laughs> trying really hard to it. use it or God or the creator or something um, but for those of you wondering about that but anyway so you know what is God and then how do you connect with God but for me prayer is something about that connection piece it's either just for me personally or it's our hearts actually connecting or it's our spirits somehow connecting um, but yeah the request side is what's faded away for me mm-hmm. part of it because for whatever reason I have a hard time believing that God is answering our requests that pains me to say that after years and years of that being the foundation of my prayer is God, please, God, please, God, please, do this, do this, do this. I can use your help here. Please help, whatever. Um, but, yes, I don't know. Okay. So. Yes, my child? Uh, <laughs> friend and family gathering. And somebody says, Steve, would you lead us off in prayer? And don't forget, 
Aunt May- Mary. Where's the edit button? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was an Aunt Mary. Yikes. Okay. Very impressive. No. So then, I mean, do, do you still feel compelled to pray for that? Or? Yeah. I, I will. If, if, if asked, I will pray. Okay. Um, I'm not opposed to prayer. Okay. Um, and I will occasionally. It's well, neutral. She likes always like I usually say things like, "I don't think reading the Bible is a bad thing." You know, but, so I was like, "I didn't say anything controversial. I'm not opposed to prayer. It's not going to come off well. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. The Fredlands talk just went down. No, so I'm not anti-prayer. Don't get me wrong. No, I mean I I do pray on occasion, not nearly like I used to, and I will pray at gatherings if asked or, um, you know. <laughs> dig the hole deeper but it's not I don't feel compelled to pray before meals I don't feel compelled to pray in all situations like I used to and I think that I I, I hope that's part of my just my journey of trying to figure things out and as I think about it logically I hope when I do figure things out enough to have a you know to regain that relationship with God at least on my side I think he's always been in relationship it creator god has always been a relationship with me um on my side i'm hopeful that prayer becomes a regular part of my life i just have a feeling it's going to look different is that even yeah no 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 that's fine because you Uh, must you must have to face the same issue then right i i think right requesting you know anything from god but yet i still fall into that just out of practice right in our prayer time at the end of the day which we we still do And, and and you know we call it a Prayer time, it's more of a reading time and joking around time and, oh, let's pray quick before we go off to bed kind of thing. <laughs> um, but, right, there, there are these requests, but I don't, I mean, I, I wish LaDonna was here because uh, we had a, you know, a little bit of a road trip and so she and I were talking about this and um, you can really see how far um, one has come, I think. Uh, in one's change of thought of, of what you think God can or cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I don't know, you know, this, <laughs> what, what benefit? Mm-hmm. If, if I may, you can answer this. I mean, during the darkest, the darkest days mm-hmm. with Colin's death, mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I don't, you know, we've talked about that a bit, but um, whether it's your personal prayers during that time or even thinking about it as a community of people around you, I'm, I'm sure people are telling you, we're praying for you, we're praying for you. What did that have an impact on you knowing that people were praying for you? Well, this even stems further back because um, mom and dad always referred to me as kind of the, the miracle child. Mm-hmm. Um, so as a five-year-old, I had cancer, and there was this was this, and plus we were this celebrity family that was the missionary family, and so, so you know, I was the Michael Jackson, right? Of the, Sweet, of the Jackson Five, <laughs> Jackson Eight. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> just to differentiate there, which family we're talking about? <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. And he's praying to you, Steve. This is what I do. I derail people. Um, and and so reconciling you know now as an adult uh, what happened there and and then what happened with Colin um, I think 
to me, those those are prayers of uh, the the support, the love that we get from people. But I don't know, you know, beyond that. Um, it's like I said, uh, the story of Job, you know, and the passage in Hebrews to me that reconciles that because, you know, when people said that was, oh, I'm so glad, you know, God did this in my life today, you know, that I was able to meet, you know, or, you know, they survived the accident. Well, and with... Somebody must have been praying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, here's an example. And, and actually, I prayed. Did anyone have car trouble on the way here? Because I prayed that everyone would get here safe with no car trouble. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And so. Thank you. And I'm not kidding. I'm serious. I. Yeah. Well, did you have car trouble? I. Uh, my car is. Mm, did you pray that people would have car trouble? No. <laughs> <laughs> I want more, more airtime. So. Steve's car not to start today, please. No, no. no. Did you have car trouble? <laughs> it's questionable always when if I can get the point you know, to find trouble. <laughs> but you got here. But I got it. Yeah, but but I was going to ask, kind of uh, bringing it to an example, <clears throat> which is like, what if so about whether prayer works or not? Like, what if um, you're praying? Like, what if your daughter is coming back from college and you pray? Help her not to get a flat tire. Mm. So that's your prayer. And uh, then so she's on her way back and she does get a flat tire. Mm-hmm. But then because of that, somebody stops and it's like an agent and, you know, it or, or someone who can provide a job and it just d- develops into this amazing blessing. Yeah. And then someone comes to you later and says, did God answer your prayer mm-hmm. about not getting a flat tire? Like how how would you answer that? Don't. <laughs> Pretty easy. You, you know what I mean. I mean, sometimes I, I wonder if God, if 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 God is, if, if we're trying to answer the question with limited, right? You know, mm-hmm. like because I mean, technically, I guess He didn't answer the prayer, but He gave something better mm-hmm. than the prayer. So if He would have answered your prayer, you would have missed out. Does that make sense? Would that agent or job offer have come if you didn't pray right for the flat tire not to happen yeah you that's know. a good point yeah yeah mm-hmm. i mean that that the crux of it to me is does god really have control over somebody who gets a flat tire or not i mean i does god have that power I and mean, we say god is all powerful what does that mean does, mm. is there literally a conscious being which I believe there is a conscious being, but is there literally a conscious being that's hearing all these prayers, processing them, or even not even prayer-wise, but just saying, oh, that person's about to get a flat tire. Nope. You know, I mean, solve, I mean, that's where the, the logic piece of me goes, okay, how does that work? And I know I'm limited in my capacity to view, you know, the supernatural, but is that even something God can do? And even if... Am I the only one that thinks... Questions well, I think it, he can do it. Yep. Yeah, bigger for me is... Well, yeah, exactly. A room by myself. Yeah. 
Not not could God, but would God. Yeah. That that's more of course for me. You can. Well, you say of course you can. To me, it's not an of course anymore. Yeah, I know no, it should no. be. Sorry. Well, no, no. I know it should no be. Offense. But because we say that, well, God is all powerful. Of course, God can do anything. He can fix a tire. But like, literally. So they're like, what does that look like? <laughs> like like, God is a conscious being or has agents or whatever this is that um, can can detect that there's about to be a flat tire, there's a nail on the road or whatever, and brushes that away, like physically brushes that away or somehow makes the tire stronger or somehow causes the person to drive in such a way that they avoid the nail. Check their cell phone. Or check, yeah, exactly, text and drive. <laughs> hey, this is, this is the one time you should text and drive. Um, I mean, what? Do, that's a, I feel like I'm in a room by myself, I really do. But like that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, instead of just saying, yes, of course God can do anything, he's all-powerful, like, do I really believe that God could do that? Like, help me, you know, if I'm walking on an ice patch, help me not fall in that ice patch. Like, somehow change the laws of physics so I don't fall. Or guide my steps to the right spot. Or guide my steps, right. So does he interrupt the natural course of something? Right. I want to believe, I, I absolutely want to believe that, but that's where the, the science E part of me says, well, what, is the, how, what does that actually look like? Nobody else struggles with that? Oh, yeah, I totally struggle no, with that. It's okay if you don't. Yeah, no. I do. Yeah. Okay. And, and, I, and, I, and I think that's where there is this, Shannon, I think you've expounded on it most clearly, that there is this goodness in the world that God has given us. Um, I don't know how that happens, um, which uh, I, I hope, I don't know how we influence that that which is there and unfortunately I don't know that we can just live in that goodness because bad things happen and so then there is this chaos that we must also contend with and um, I don't view God as manipulating that around but that there will be a time, a place when that will be no more. At least that is the hope, right? Um, and I don't, I pray because I want that goodness in Syria, you know, to pervade. Um, but I, I, physically is that, is that something that I'm doing? But um, I, I don't, I just can't. Miracles, you know, it, yeah, you, I can't even. Other than us accidentally bumping into it, so to speak. Or the fact that the doctors were good enough in that case, mm -hmm. right? Coincidence. You had the right group. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's the, you know, let's cast them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even like in the idea of faith healing, sometimes I have to sit and think because I've had experiences in that arena. <laughs> what was that? Was God intervening? Did he change something? Or did the faith of the person mm. ignite something physically, emotionally, mm. energetically, mm -hmm. whatever, that changed their composition, that mm -hmm. then something changed? Mm -hmm. And that's to the point where I go with miraculous or healings or things is to the extent that the individual accepts or rejects the belief will change their their existence mm -hmm. and that existence mm -hmm. then 
can do something. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. And those are really crazy terms. I haven't really said that out loud before. <laughs> but it's 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 as in processing it here. Exactly, do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like wrestling. Yeah. It's this wrestling. It is. It's a huge wrestling in me. The prayer, and that's why I don't say haven't said a whole lot because well, I've been the gamut. I have been the gamut, and it's. Um, coming to a place for myself is my belief in prayer is hugely tied to what I understand, who I understand God to be, which is where Steve and all of you, most, I mean, from what I've heard, where people are. What you believe about him is going to, itchy, he, <laughs> um, is going to change everything about how you're going to interact with that, that being or that energy or, or yourself. <laughs> Let's say it that way too. Um, yeah. And it, it's, um, and I've been doing some reading and some traditions, and it talks about our agreements that we make. Whatever we believe, whatever we've taken in to make an agreement with that we believe about something, that then defines how we're going to respond and how we're going to interact, right? So it's huge what I believe about God. It's huge what I believe about the energy in the world or evil or good or miraculous interventions, something interrupting the natural course of things. That's going to play out. So I would say your prayer is exactly what you believe. <laughs> Whatever you're believing <laughs> is how you're praying, I believe. I, I, I maybe maybe guiltfully, maybe with shame or suffering even you would take that on because you have this belief about God in a certain way. And so now I have to and I should and and that will be your prayer. That is how you do it. <laughs> but if I see it as something different than that, um then I can sit here quietly for half an hour and listen to people and say, wow, 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 <laughs> this is amazing. And be um, interacting with God at, in the moment. Mm. You know, I don't know. I, yeah. well, I'm well, not very I, clear. So I, that, that's super interesting. <laughs> so you're kind of saying, like, whether you think you can or you can't, you're probably right. <laughs> whether, you think prayer, whether you think prayer works or doesn't work, you're probably right. For your belief, what you believe. Yeah, I, I'm not challenging. That's just yeah, kind no, of a that's really kind interesting of thought. I mean, yeah. I... Did you say interesting in a Minnesotan sense? <laughs> <laughs> Which means yeah, you lie. I'm very aggressively disagree with you. <laughs> well, I think, I mean, a couple of thoughts came to my mind. I mean, first of all, I mean, thank you for praying for the group, whatever that looks like to me. But what, what that resonates with me is on a personal level of you care enough about us, you know? So to me, it's what, what happens spiritually with that. I obviously don't know, but you know, that, that, that's a relationship builder to know that you were praying for the group to get here safely. So that's what it does for me. And then the, the whole faith healing thing. I mean, I still struggle with that deal just because, well, part of it is that I've been on both sides of it, praying for people and they recover and praying for people when they don't. Mm -hmm. And it feels arbitrary. It feels like everybody the same on the faith. I mean, it just it feels arbitrary. And then, you know, when you hear the studies, and again, it's studies, you know, whatever. But, you know, they, they have a, a group of people, you know, two control groups or whatever. One where they're prayed for and they don't know it. You know, but they're every, all these people are praying for them to recover or whatever from what it was. And all these people where, as far as they know, nobody was praying for them. Mm -hmm. And the same recovery rates. And then they had another group where... People were praying for them, and they knew that they were praying for them, and their recovery was actually worse. Now, this is studies, but so, like, if I look at it from a pure, what's the power of prayer in terms of healing, I go, doesn't seem like much. Apparently, these are, I didn't, you know, I'm not, I didn't do the study, but apparently statistically significant. 
Um, you go like, hmm, and then they, they were theorizing that the reason that the people that knew they were prayed for had a lower recovery rate is because they took on that pressure of feeling like they had to, to deliver. You know, so to me, that's just a super interesting thing, and I'm not saying that means prayer's not effective, but it's, as I'm in the journey of trying to figure out if I think prayer's effective in terms of does it work the way we think about how it should work, I go, I don't know, that's, there's some evidence there. What do you think, Steve, when you were, you've been shared, you shared on um, the Patreon piece about your journey and you were sharing that idea um, of blockage and how we can block ourselves from the flow of understanding or, or receiving or things like that. Um, would that play into people's and people's healing experiences? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I mean... That, that's the thing, like what, part of it is what happens mentally, like what sort of mental games are we playing with ourselves? Like if, if I believe that God is going to heal me, does that make me more susceptible to be healed? Maybe. That's one question. The other question is what's actually happening? Like what is, what is God's involvement? Is God just a culmination of our, or, or our thoughts just a culmination of God? I mean, that's what I sort of hear, like, well, whatever, whatever you think is then, so then God is really just literally whatever we think God is because that works for us. You know, I want to believe that there is there is some absolute truth running through this thing about there is or isn't a God that is actually, you know, as a theist that actually is a being with a conscious or not, or is it just the or is it just like our collective consciousness is God, or is God just something we made up as a personification of love, or is there actually a God? And if there is actually a God, is God active in our life? Is he, mm. she, is God interrupting? Our life, um, when we pray, what happens there? So, it, I don't know, I'm, I'm rambling now, but like it, it is that, like, I can sort of accept this idea of, well, God is whatever you need God to be and whatever you want God to be, but I, uh, to me, that feels like there should be some, either God is or God isn't. <laughs> that, that, and that's where I would like to, if, I, if possible, I would like to sync up with the truth about prayer, not just what works for me. At the end of the day, I think that's where we all go, is what works for me, what can I live with, and ultimately that's where I will end up. Mm -hmm. Who knows if it'll actually be truth or not, but I would like to as much as possible <laughs> have that synced up with, that's with right. the truth. <laughs> so I don't think I answered no, your question at all, but those are my rambling no. I'm curious, because I do think with prayer, that even with like staunch believers, how what we think about it and what our practices are quite different. Go on. Well, I mean, I doubt all these things, but I still enjoy certain practices of prayer. Mm -hmm. I like saying the Lord's Prayer in a large group. Um, I don't know. I think I pray as if I believe all this stuff is mm -hmm. happening, even though I don't really. <laughs> but I was thinking of one of my favorite people in the world, Anne Lamott. She says her most common prayers are, thank you, thank you, thank you. Help me, help me, help me. And wow. Mm -hmm. And I love that because that's 80% that's of my prayer life. <laughs> and I would say, and I'm curious what you guys, what your most common prayers would be, but I feel like one of mine is please. I just feel like that's, mm. if it's please and thank you. I mean, that's what's always coming from my heart. Please get Annie safely to school. Please mm -hmm. get Annie safely here. And I, I hear you saying <laughs> <laughs> I love Anne Lamott. She's one of my favorites, too, so I didn't know that about you, Tracy. Um, and I would contend that 
start your prayers with thank you first before please. Because by expressing gratitude, you, I don't know, in my opinion, I always start with thank you because then, well, and I don't know, I mean, we're talking about the effectiveness of your, your prayers, but I feel like if I put that out there, then mm. I'm, I'm giving gratitude in advance for that reality. So thank you for getting Annie safely to school this morning. Thank you for, you know. Before I, I it's happened? Before it's happened. Yeah, I think that's really good. I And I think when I've been discouraged about prayer or discouraged about God or faith, um, or discouraged about prayer, I guess, um, yeah, just saying thank you. You know, you can't, because I can get into the I, <clears throat> impure motives about, you know, asking for things. And that's just so risky for me, because if I start praying for something, even if I think my motives are pure, help me to get this promotion or help me to, um, I don't know, something. I just, I just can't always trust my, my motives, but I can't go wrong with saying thank you. Mm -hmm. You know, thank you. Gratitude. Thank you for, for, I don't know, this house. Thank you for this car that works. Thank you for, you know, these friends or something. And so that, that's where I kind of you know, that's the the lowest common mm -hmm. denominator for me is if I'm super discouraged, I just start that gratitude piece. Hmm. That's good. What makes you say you can't trust your motives? Or you have experience for that? You've had <laughs> motives wrong? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but e even, even... But I wouldn't feel guilty about that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's a little different. That is a good motive. <laughs> Maybe the guy needs a good deep belt. I don't know. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I mean, I've prayed for things for a long time that just weren't in the cards. You know, that, that God had other plans. And, um, and when, you know, after the fact, I was able to see, oh yeah, there was some selfishness in there. There was me wanting to get wanting what I want you know and selfishness self-centeredness it's a huge problem for me and um so I just can't it, it's it's just risky because if I if I go down a path of thinking I'm going to pray for this because I, I think God wants it for me I can end up with you know badly bruised expectations mm -hmm. and, I mean it, it's really discouraging that's why they say you know hope is a dangerous thing because if you hope and hope and hope and hope year after year after year it doesn't happen that is really mm -hmm. tough to take you'd be rocking duets with Bono right now right yeah <laughs> right yeah <laughs> well, yeah <laughs> Yeah. But it's, it's a good question. And that's where I think our, our own personal wiring comes into that too, whether it's experience or our, we are just wired different ways. And what does that look like? Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, the, that comment too of it's God, it wasn't in the card. God didn't have it in the cards. Even those comments like that, I, I like quest, like I would have taken that like, oh well, yeah, clearly that wasn't it. But like now I'm even like, I don't know. Was that, was that God that said, no, Pete, that's not the plan I have for you or, or what? You know, those are even those sorts of questions or things that I wrestle with. Wait, what do yeah. you mean? Like, I, it could have been if I would have well, not, no, done it right? No, 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 not something? about what you did right, but just was that actually a God decision yeah. it implies to not let whatever you God has become the, the lead guitarist of, you know, whatever. Oh, Zeppelin. Yeah. Maybe it just wasn't in the cards and God had nothing to do with it. Right, maybe it was just this natural order thing. You oh. just you just mm -hmm. didn't get the break that the other guy got. I see what you're saying. Or, yeah. That's what I mean, like more mm -hmm. of 
saying? Is that just the natural order of things? Like, what is God's role in that? As we look and say, my life didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out or that I envisioned it turning out, or whatever. we look at those things, or the opposite, we say, man, my life is way better than I thought it would ever be when I was 15 years old. But no matter what, you know, was that God intervening either way? God saying, no, no, Pete, I've got a different plan for you. You know, you're going to be a thriving versus on the stage or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Or was that just, that's just the situation. That's just how society, how you engage with society at the time and place where you were born and your parents and your friends. And that's just how it worked out, your skill set. And you didn't get the big break. Or or was it God? I don't know. That's where, I, because I go into cycles like that, and that's where I, I tend to, I think I've tended to release God from a lot of that, primarily because otherwise I do real mental gymnastics. If I go down that road of saying all of this stuff is preordained by God, then it's like, okay, now explain that. Well, now explain, explain what, where, why, when. And then you're just left with maybe the right answer, but the answer that I always give to every church is, well, God's ways are higher than your ways. And my logical brain goes, okay, well then, what are we doing? I just yeah. totally give up. Then I'm just, you know, a sheet tossed in the wind. I'll just, I'm just going to go have fun. I mean, <laughs> whatever. And maybe that's the right answer. But it's like, if none of this is, if I can't pin down the corner of the sheets, like we've talked about, then to me, I just sort of, I'm out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. So that's where, and I'm not saying that's not right, that God didn't. It wasn't involved. That's where I go with that, of saying, well, nope. You didn't get that because God didn't want you to, or you got that because God wanted you to, and same for them and them and them. And it's like pretty soon, it's like we're all just puppets, and maybe we are, but it's like I'm out. Mm-hmm. So that's where I get lost, and that's where I get lost in the logic piece of, of that. I've got a quote that uh, well, you guys know Terry posted on Facebook, and we'll do this, and then we'll, we'll take a break here. Um, this is from Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, who some of you I think are familiar with. Uh, we'll see what give me your feedback on this and thanks Terry for all your stuff she always sends all this great stuff and I'm like man she's she's very very smart um, and I'm like oh man I can't process all of this right, right now but it's really interesting stuff but she she put a quote out here prayer is meaningless unless it is subversive unless it seeks to overthrow and to ruin the pyramids of callousness hatred opportunism and falsehood the liturgical movement must become a revolutionary movement seeking to overthrow forces that continue to destroy the promise, the hope, the vision. What do you guys think of that? That's a heavy. Right? <laughs> well, this is Terry we're talking about. <laughs> heavy in what way? Like, just deep or like... It's very deep. Yeah. Um, is it too deep for this group, maybe? Maybe before more donuts, it's a little too deep. I wanted to get get in before the break break, because I don't want to come back. Say it one more time, or is it too long? I need to to see it. I'm a visual. Uh, Prayer is meaningless unless it is subversive, unless it seeks to overthrow and to ruin the pyramids of callousness, hatred, opportunism, and falsehood. The liturgical movements must become a revolutionary movement. Seeking to overthrow forces that continue to destroy the promise, the hope, and the vision. Maybe we'll just take a break there. You guys, if you want to look at it a break or whatever, or we'll just edit this out. <laughs> but we'll take a break. We'll come back and we can we can talk about that a little bit. Unless anybody's any final words from our the first part here. Amen. <laughs> Sounds like a good well way to end. This is our prayer. Well, that's the end of part one of the discussion on prayer. Uh, Before I wrap up, uh, here's a word from our awesome sponsor. 
Hi, I'm Pastor Andrew. And I'm Pastor Amelia. And we are from Common Ground, a United Methodist community here in Cambridge, Minnesota. We're located in between the elementary school and the high school off Cypress Street, so we're easy to find. You can feel free to come join us any Sunday morning at 9.30, or if you want to check us out online, we live stream our worship services. You can find those at commongroundumc.org. If you wanted any more questions answered, you could feel free to give us a call at 763-689-2071. We're an inclusive place that believes everyone counts, and we really mean everyone, so we would love to have you anytime. Hope we see you soon. Well, thank you to Common Ground for your sponsorship, and I, I recommend you check them out. Uh, give them a shout. Uh, come over to a church service about 9.30 in the morning on Sundays. Also, they've got a bunch of special things that they do as they uh, reach out in inclusivity to the community. I know this Sunday, the 29th of January, they're having a transgender speaker come in and and talk about some things at 11 o'clock, so after the the regular church service. And they do a number of those sorts of things to help us understand uh, different um, personalities and different people groups in our community. And I think it's super helpful uh, as we live and breathe in, in our community to understand uh, these people groups, um, especially if they're different from yourself, but also give you a sense of, of the diversity that we have in our community. So check them out. I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, for those of you who are supporting us on Patreon.com, thank you for that. Uh, we do give you some bonus material, but uh, it's really a way for our listeners to support what it is that we're doing um, as we try to pay for some of these things, as we try to expand, as we try to bring value to the world and engage people in discussion and affirm those who are walking the same sort of wrestling journey with us. So thank you for joining us. Uh, episode 9 will be the next one, and that will be part 2 of our discussion on prayer. Prayer.